0: You're listening to Growing in Motherhood, the podcast that inspires mamas to grow, where we talk about the real stuff, not just the good stuff, and share all things parenting and motherhood insight. We are first cousins with 10 kids between the four of us, ranging in age from six years to just six months old. Whether you are currently expecting, have kids of your own, or would like to in the future this show is for you let's get started and grow with us
1: On this week's episode of Growing in Motherhood, we will be discussing some of the misconceptions we each had prior to becoming mothers, as well as some of the common misconceptions we are currently hearing surrounding the subject of motherhood. Why are there so many misconceptions and myths when it comes to motherhood? And what can we do to change this? For these answers and more, keep right on listening. Let's get to it. So, Joya and Leah, one thing that we... All are very much aware of is the high volume of information that exists just out there at your fingertips for a new mother to consume and to take in. And if we're honest, many of us may get caught up with all of this information and trying to digest as much as we can as it relates to becoming a new mother. And one of the reasons that we need to discuss this is because at some point, Most, if not all, mothers get caught up with all of this information and we we get caught up with what we have in our minds as the ideal of the perfect mother. And in striving for this perfection, we may actually take on these unrealistic expectations, which honestly can at times do more harm than good. So let's start with you, Joya. What were some of your personal misconceptions going into pregnancy versus what the realities of your actual experience were? Well,
2: um, basically, many people think that pregnancy is this blissful this, you know, just beautiful experience. And it is in some ways, right? But we don't talk about and really discuss the pain and discomfort and the aches. And, like, you can literally feel your body stretching, you know? Um, those are not pleasurable experiences if Absolutely we're being not. transparent. No, But if you say, oh, girl, you're going to get hemorrhoids. Do you think people are going to be like, yes, I, I'll i sign up for three? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Nah. <laughs> so, and I can only imagine Leah with twins.
1: Yeah. So what is it that you think you had in mind when, um, you know, you would hear about pregnancy or when you, in your mind, thought about pregnancy? What did you expect to be feeling? More glowing and less vomiting.
2: <laughs> like... I remember being in the car on my way to work and just like, oh, I need to stop, pull over, pull, pull.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: There's yeah. nothing
0: beautiful about that. When they say morning sickness, like, I feel like we need to relabel that and just say, no, 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 it's not morning sickness. It's not exclusively morning time. It is all <laughs> day. Okay? Continual. You feel terrible for the duration of the day. Yep. I didn't expect to be as tired especially during my first trimester, like, it was such a draining, I mean, I was tired my entire pregnancy more than usual, but, I mean, there are moments where I'm, like, I'm tired before I even hit the pillow, you know, like, it's, it's, I'm falling asleep like clockwork. I wasn't expecting that, um, and then you talk about sleep once the babies get here, like, I never knew, I mean, okay, I pulled all-nighters in undergrad or what have you. You know, there's some nights, you know, you don't get a full night's rest, but when you are going off of a few hours of sleep at a time, back to back to back to back, like, that can mess you up. I didn't know what to expect or um, how to really navigate that. I don't don't know if there is a solution. You just got to push through it and realize that at some point, you know, that begins to stretch longer and longer and longer.
1: But that was rough. That was really rough. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I feel like
2: you needed less. Like you just grow to go without it. Like you just understand, look, let it go. Like Elsa, you ain't getting your sleep back. Let it go. And then you call, it's like being mindful, like, okay, you know what? This is what it is. This is where I am. And I
1: need to learn to be okay without my Zs. Definitely some misconceptions there or some misunderstandings about how much or how little sleep you would actually get and what to expect there. But what were your initial feelings or thoughts when reality actually hit? And when was it? that you realized, oh, my life will never be the same again. What was that moment?
0: An initial feeling for me, like in the hospital, you finally have the babies, you're in your room, you know, once all of the commotion has died down a little bit and, you know, you're alone with just your new family. And like my initial thought was like, wow, they're so cute. Like I've waited so long to meet you and you're finally here. And then my next kind of reaction is feeling the weight right like the full responsibility like wow you little baby in my case little babies are 110 percent fully dependent on me and dad they're just so little and so helpless and i couldn't really sleep that first night because i'm like staring at them you're meeting them for the first time they're also meeting you for the first time okay uh, I've been a parent for four hours. How does this work? Yeah, so those, those initial feelings are, are beautiful, but then also it's a huge reality check.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like sleep is one of the first reality checks that you get because it's gone immediately. As soon as you deliver, it's go time. And it doesn't stop. Like you don't get a moment to say, oh, let me just get a quick nap in. It's gone. And like you said, Leah, um, these babies for you and for us, you know, this baby, once you deliver, it's all on you. Definitely. And I feel like all of that prepares you like the,
2: you know, the reality of your pregnancy that, like you said, the reality verse, what you had hoped for that prepares you for the rest of parenting. Honestly, I feel like God is so like He's so masterful. He's like, I'm gonna start training you from day one. This is boot camp. <laughs> like, here, you know, this is a beautiful experience, but there's gonna be a little bit of stress and pain that goes along with this beauty. Um, and then you go, like you said, you um you give birth and then there's this beautiful, like you're in awe, but it's also overwhelming. And then you get into parenting and it's like I thought I'd be more patient and understanding. And I thought because you're so cute and cuddly that I would not miss my sleep as much. And you know what I mean? So, so yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure, Julia. Um, I feel you. <laughs> and I, I agree. I think that's um, um, a good way to state it. God is masterful in what he does. He knows exactly what he's doing. And um, he knows exactly what we need at exactly the point at which we are in our parenting and in this motherhood journey. There is so much beauty throughout this journey. However, there are plenty of challenges as well. And I think that those challenges are strategically placed for a purpose so that we will learn our need for God, so that we will recognize that, as he says in his word, we truly can do nothing without him and that includes parenting. So let's talk about breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is such a a beautiful and unique gift, I'll say, that we have been given. God designed our bodies to be able to provide our babies with exactly what they need for nutrients, for nourishment, to grow and be healthy and strong and have immunity. So through breastfeeding, we're able to provide our babies with exactly what they need at every stage. However, there are some misconceptions around breastfeeding. I had my own misconceptions. I thought because it was something natural that our bodies were designed to do, it would come easily for me. I had no idea I would have to work so hard at breastfeeding. Just initiating breastfeeding, initiating the, the latch of my infant, the pain that I would go through, the soreness, the, the sleeplessness. Breastfeeding is not for the faint of heart, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree, Erin.
1: Yeah, it's a beast.
0: And I honestly think we need to have probably a whole episode dedicated just to the topic of breastfeeding because it's such a dynamic experience. It's really a unique experience for every mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every baby requires a mom based on how much milk you can make or when your baby latches. Like it's just all a different experience. It is very hard. I don't know if know if you remember this conversation Joya, but you had mentioned you're like, "Hey, don't pump in the hospital because you had a really bad experience." about doing that and that led to an oversupply and me having twins I'm like well I don't think there's a such thing as an oversupply because I need technically twice as much milk right and so even that was just a small example of two moms with the same goal in mind breastfeeding their children I was being strongly encouraged in the hospital to pump my babies were unable to latch they were so young and In that instance, like it was right for me to attempt to pump because my babies were unable to do it. It's just an illustration of how one thing would be, this information would be gold to one mom, me, to pump in the hospital. Whereas in an instance like Joya's, it wasn't the right thing to do. So I think that's where sometimes the misconceptions can come in because it is such a unique and personalized experience mm-hmm. that you can view someone else's story and assume that may be yours, but the reality is there's different factors involved. Right. And that's what I feel leads to those moments where you're like, hmm, I wasn't expecting that.
2: I agree. I agree. And let's be real. I mean, the whole breastfeeding thing and honestly, um, pregnancy to motherhood, period, it's very humbling um it's a humbling experience because everyone thinks, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say everyone I don't know about you guys, but everyone that I know thought going into pregnancy and motherhood, oh, this is gonna be easy, it's instinctive, it's natural, you know all those wonderful things that we mentioned before, but you get into it and you're like hit in the face with a brick. Like this is not natural or instinctive. Some of it is right. Okay. So you care, you're nurturing, whatever, but being selfless is not a natural thing. Um, and even going to the lactation and uh, like lactation consultant, Um, I never would have thought in a million years that I would have some random lady touching my boob, squeezing my boob to get into my baby's mouth to show me (laughs) how to do it properly. And I'm sitting there in, in, I think I told you about this, Leah, but she's like, okay, well, you know, squeeze around the areola and that's going to get it flowing like a fountain. And I'm just like, girl, if you don't get up off me, if you don't get up off me. (sighs) I agree. Yes. So it's humbling. You spend a significant amount of time flashing strangers all day. <laughs> it's like, hey, boob. <laughs> don't be in public while you're trying to nurse and your child is trying to rip off the cover. You're in the mall. Right? It's like ever okay, guys, you're gonna see a tit.
1: You're gonna see a tit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> humbling. Yes. Keep it real. Keep it real. It's definitely humbling.
0: Yeah. So breastfeeding for sure.
1: Yeah. Again, I don't know if there's a way to prepare for that, but um Y'all heard it here first, maybe second or third. Breastfeeding is hard. It's beautiful, it's amazing that our bodies were designed for this, but it, it can be challenging. So myth or fact, as a mother, I will be able to provide my child with everything they will ever need. What do y'all think?
0: Some weaknesses you can work on, but there's other weaknesses. It's like, you know what? I need to ensure you have access to someone that can fill in this gap. So your partner, or maybe it's an aunt or a cousin. I think it's also intentionally understanding your strengths and weaknesses. You will discover your weaknesses. To position, right at the end of the day, you want to set up your child for success. So that doesn't necessarily mean as a mother, you'll be able to supply 100% of that. Granted, you know, I'm the newest mom to the block, but that's just the way that I think about it. There's going to be some things that I myself won't be able to do, and I need to be able to come to terms with that, be realistic, and then think through ways I can supplement to ensure that my kids are off to a great start. Yeah,
1: that's a great way to put it, Leah. like that. What about time? Time management, organization? What were your ideas surrounding that going into motherhood and what is the reality versus what your ideal was? Leah, I know you are super organized, always on top of everything. You are prompt and punctual. Has parenting and motherhood changed that for you in any way? It takes so
0: much longer to do everything. But when I think about even just like leaving the house, it is such a, it's such a dance, you know, to even get out the house because you have to diaper bag and this and that. Such a lengthy process that before I would just get up and go. Now I'm having to dress people who, you know, babies obviously who can't dress themselves and just make sure they're prepared for the length of the trip that will be out the house and all of that adds up. So I try to build in a lot of grace when it comes to time. Our appointment is at 10 o'clock I can't just allocate travel time. I need to allocate, you know, a buffer on top of that. A buffer to run back into the house five times because I'm gonna forget something. You know, when I pull out the driveway. A blowout buffer. A
2: blowout, yes. Yes, Um, it's always right before you leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like they're waiting. Always. (laughs) Bring
0: clothes, all that. Exactly. I actually have a emergency bag in the car with just that. A change of clothes and diapers and wipes because if I forget the diaper bag someday mm-hmm. or if we run through what we have in the diaper bag. Which will happen. But it just takes so much longer. Um, even like now the ki- my twins are starting to eat and... Eat solids, rather. And it's just such a lengthy process because they're exploring the food, touching it, and putting it in their mouth and taking it out of their mouth.
2: Disgusting.
0: (laughs) And it's like, hello, we need to move on to the next thing now, you know? (laughs) So it's like that patience, of course, it's not your time anymore, right? Like, it's sharing that time. And kids need more time than you like I've learned all these things they're in an active state of learning and so I just have to be more patient things just take longer and that's okay and building in a buffer is the only way the only way talk about it that you'll make it through
2: yeah I actually thought a misconception for me was that you know I was good at emotion regulation I was like, you know, I could take a deep breath and moosah and, you know, not respond impulsively. Get a toddler, y'all. Just get a toddler. <laughs> My three-year-old is, she's so, she's very smart. She's well-spoken. And she will throw some things back at you like, whoa. So for me, it was, okay how do you calm down before you respond to this three-year-old who probably doesn't even fully understand the extent of what she's saying? Um, In a calm, level-headed manner, Well, while my son is across the table probably screaming, right? So in this high-stress situation, how do you respond tactfully? That's the word. How can you be tactful in moments of um, no patience, in moments of, yeah, like being real, being quick to frustration. How do you do that?
1: Yeah. So Joya, that's an excellent question. And when I find the answer, we're going to do an episode on it. (laughs) Well, see, it's, it's, it's still to be discovered, (laughs) but you bring up an excellent point. Um, This patience thing, man, that was a big one for me. And I don't know if that's a misconception um, or just a lack of self-awareness, not realizing how much patience I truly did not have. But you're absolutely right. When you are in these situations with a tantrum and a showdown with your toddler, patience seems, you know, you're hard pressed to find it. So I still go back and forth on that one. Is that a misconception that I had? Or is that just I didn't know myself well enough to know that I would be lacking in these situations?
2: No, but how could you have known? Like, that's how I am loving to myself. It's like, how could I have known? I've never, you know, really experienced this type of oppositional behavior, (laughs) you know? Um, And like I said, she's very smart. And she has great spot on logic. And then, so it's like, now I got to come back and I'm disputing actual logic now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, emotion regulation um, was my biggest misconception. Like, oh, I got, I have this down, you know, I know how to use, I know how to count, I know how to, know all the steps. Um, but the only thing that I have found to be helpful is mindfulness, like that whole You know, being in the moment, understand. It's not about being perfect, but it's being um, aware of where you are emotionally and then learning to pivot.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That's what I'm working on currently.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You and me both, Joya. (laughs) So I I wonder if it this point, we might be scaring some new or potential moms. We've talked about a lot of the realities of motherhood that we have all experienced. We've talked about the discomforts of pregnancy, the lack of sleep that will be experienced, the challenges of breastfeeding, <laughs> the trials of toddler tantrums, and contrasted those with kind of the idea that we had going in so at this point let's talk about what are some of the the good realities
0: i felt like i knew that within motherhood you would feel every emotion but they make me laugh all the time even though even though they can't talk even though they can't run like it's the things the faces that they make or the reactions, you know, I'll ask them a question as if they can answer me in a full sentence. And just to see their facial expressions, it's just like, it just warms my heart so much. Even now, sometimes, like, I'll just look at them and just start getting teary-eyed because I'm just like, like, are is this real life? Like, are you really my kids? And it's just such a moment of, like, awe and like wonder and just Wow. So I hope that lasts. I mean, hearing y'all talk, it sounds like there's still traces of it. (laughs) Uh.
1: For sure. (laughs) Definitely. So that is absolutely, you know, one of the, the great realities of parenting and motherhood is that even though every day may present its own challenges, and there will be ups and downs, there will also be Such beautiful moments that nothing else will compare to. The hugs and kisses from my baby girl. She's in this stage of just constantly wanting to hug everybody and give kisses. There's nothing like that on earth. So the challenges and the hard times and the downs are definitely balanced out with these beautiful moments and and these ups that nothing else can compare to. So why do so many misconceptions exist? I mentioned a little bit when we started the episode, just the volume of information that's out there that we consume and digest. And Joya, you said at some point um, on one of the episodes that every piece of information, while it may be good, it may not be right for you as a mother. And I think that's so true. And I think a lot of misconceptions come from we hear other mother's experiences, and we may try to apply that information to our own situation. And then we're blindsided when we're like, oh, well, that's not what I read was supposed to happen, or that's not what I thought was supposed to happen. That's a big piece of it. Another piece may be for some moms, once they get to or past A certain stage in in parenting and motherhood, depending on how many years have passed, depending on how many children they have, they may truly just be so far removed from a certain stage of parenting that they may not remember certain things, may not remember to say, hey girl, let me give you a heads up. Like This is what's about to go down, just so you're prepared. So we definitely can't fault anyone for that. Another possibility that I think about, you know, as moms, we have these ideals in our mind of wanting to be a perfect parent, a perfect mother. And I wonder if sometimes as moms, we are hesitant to share our experiences because they may include struggles. They may include more struggles than successes at times, but that's okay. I really want to encourage us to be okay with sharing Within a safe space, like we're doing now, with those that you know and trust and know love you and have your back, I want to encourage us to be able to share even the struggles that we have. Because I do believe by sharing our own experiences, including those struggles, as well as the successes, that will help another mother to grow. And that may help her to avoid certain struggles herself. And granted, as we've been saying all along, each mother's experience is her own. Each mother's experience is so unique and so individualized. So everything may not be applicable. We can't cut and paste situations and experiences from others into our own. But certainly, I think it is helpful to have a heads up as far as what to expect and um, some of the things that other moms have struggled with. So let's not shy away from sharing because it may cause us to look like we struggled in a certain area or cause us to look less than because the truth is everyone struggles and the truth is we are all human and the truth is there is no perfect parent. We are all learning and growing as we go by the grace of God and he is building us up. He is strengthening us and he is Teaching us as we go. As women and as mothers, it is important for us to band together and specifically as Black women and Black mothers, even more important for us to band together with our sisters and support each other and build each other up and also hold each other accountable. So this thought process uh, brings me to two misconceptions, the first of which is, are all mamas out there against me? And the second is a question that we touched on just briefly in our Superwoman episode. Um, And that is, is it okay to ask for help? Am I showing weakness when I ask for help as a mother? And we'll start with the first question. So I just want to hear from you guys. Have you had any experience that you could um, use or share to speak to this question of, are other moms my allies or are all other moms out there against me
2: yeah I have um I was in the store with my two kids and this random lady was like I was trying to get cases of water <laughs> and she was just like can I can I do this for you I was like sure as I'm like down in a deep squat she's like can I do this for you and I'm like yes girl yes yes so she put in my cart that that was
1: like so extra kind yeah I know I've had the experience of um, being out with my double stroller, you know, running with the kids, trying to get some exercise in. And, you know, you'll pass another mom on the way or even another woman. And, you know, I don't always know if she's a mom, but I assume based upon her response, whether she is or not. So you'll always get the, hey, girl, I see you. Go ahead, sis. Keep up the good work. And those things are really so encouraging to hear from another mom. And it's like, I see you girl, I know what you're going through. I am there or have been there myself and I'm with you and I'm here for you. In those two
0: instances, it was someone else initiating either the comment or the action. But I think even as moms, that is false. It's not weak to ask for help and Coming from someone that struggles with that, I get that it's easier said than done, but leaning on especially your circle of family and friends, it's going to make you in moments that could potentially break you. That's something that I would just encourage myself, y'all, and other moms to really feel empowered behind the ability to ask for help because there's so many people who are willing to do it. What about the myth that moms like their kids all the time? I love my child all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between like and love, let's be clear. Aaron.
1: So, do I always love my children? Yes. Do I always like their actions? Not so much. It's
2: a good distinction.
1: I mean, of course, I always love my my little Sanai, my baby girl, but do I like it when she repeatedly Dumps out the water in her sippy cup into her lap every time I give it to her? No, I don't. (laughs) I love my son, but do I like it when he refuses to sit on the potty and it's been over an hour since he last pottied? Absolutely not. So I think it's important to differentiate between our children's actions and who they are as people. So we always love them. We love who they are, but their actions... Are not always favorable.
0: I mean is there anyone that we like all the time? I mean our our kids are developing personalities and they are testing boundaries and they have good and bad days just like us as adults right and we've learned how to navigate even when having a bad day and I may when I'm having a bad day no, I need to keep conversations short because I'm going to avoid saying something I may regret later, right? Whereas like kids don't have that discernment. Like they're not able to to outwardly or inwardly make that decision. I'm just imagining, right? Because there are, there's no experience that I like 100% all the time, right? I think as humans, that's just, it is what it is, right? We have highs and lows. So We have to keep that into perspective, too, that every day is going to have its own rhythm. So when Sinai pours her water on her, I'm sure it's frustrating in that moment, but that is still, like, there's going to be another opportunity for her to drink her water in her cup that won't end
2: in the same way. (laughs) I would say that no one is ever fully prepared. Like, that statement rings true. Um, because how can you prepare for something that you've never experienced before? So you don't know how you're going to respond. Um, again, going back to that self-compassion, I also think that this view it as a challenge as something that you, you know, will get up every morning and try to conquer. Um, and when you change, like perspective is everything. When you have a positive perspective that will go such a long way. And um, and that's what I would say, keep your head up. You will be that diamond, okay? Being crushed by pressure, but you will come out shiny and beautiful, boo. Hey!
1: Well, ladies, this has been a fun, yet very necessary conversation. And I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to sit down and discuss and share some of the misconceptions we each had about motherhood prior to starting our journey for the mere fact that we've been able to take those misconceptions and bring them face-to-face with the reality of each of our situations and with the truth of what our situations actually are. And the truth is, motherhood is an absolutely beautiful journey, and our children are a blessing from God, and we should see them as nothing less. The truth is also that there will be many challenging days in motherhood, and every day for many mothers may present with a new challenge. So we definitely don't want to give the impression that motherhood is a bed of roses. I don't think that's at all what we depicted in this episode, (laughs) but we also don't want you to feel like Motherhood is so difficult that you can't still enjoy the beauty of the journey. So while there is chaos, there is still beauty. And while there is frustration, there is still joy. While there may be food on the floor, uh, poopy diapers being pulled off, sleepless nights, sore nipples from breastfeeding, the journey of motherhood is definitely worthwhile.
0: Thanks for listening to Growing in Motherhood. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other mamas just like you find the show. We also encourage you to even tell a friend. And if you would like to connect and continue to grow with us, we invite you to follow our Instagram page at Growing in Motherhood for daily parenting insight and announcements for upcoming episodes. Until next time.